What up, world? This is KB, one half of the KB and M's podcast. What's going on, family? Uh, this is M's, the other half of the uh, KB and M's podcast. Man, I'm locked down right now, though, KB. <laughs> we definitely got Sean sounding like he's on lockdown in the yard somewhere doing a bid. <laughs> this is Sean hitting us on his one hour wreck, just calling into the show. Load my commissary up. <laughs> I gotta put some money on the books. I got you. <laughs> yeah, we had to do we had to do this episode uh, remote. You know, we had some some COVID cases going on, so we just want everybody to be safe. You know, Sean and his wife are expecting myself and my wife. We just had our second little guy, so we just want everybody to be safe. Keep everybody as distant as we can. But still give the people what they want, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, the sh- we, we wanted to keep the show show going on and keeping the ball rolling here. So, I mean, we're not going to stop a good thing. We're going to make it happen regardless. So, For sure, man. I appreciate all the extra effort, too, to make sure we get this done. Cody, too. Oh, absolutely. Good. Shout out, Cody, for sure. This uh, road roadmaster that we're using to even process this whole whole deal is just a great uh piece of equipment so definitely shout out to cody yeah for sure man kbm sticking together mm-hmm. make sure for you're checking sure. out in tune with cody smith too that's on all your favorite platforms just like we are mm-hmm. very insightful uh just full of gems if you're trying to just uh hear about some stuff about kind of building yourself up internally and mentally i mean that in tune podcast is definitely something worth your while for sure great listen mm-hmm Mm-hmm. But how you been, man? Uh, regardless of the COVID scares and all that, how you been holding up? Regardless of the COVID stuff, man, I was uh, I was in a groove, man. I was in routine with work, um, at home. I mean, everything was was going was going steady. Uh, my one thing with being stuck at home now for the next two weeks is uh, I'm a I'm a creature of habit, and I work out as my stress reliever. Uh-oh. So right now, right now, I just got to kind of figure out some at home workouts that can kind of give me that stress relief that i that i need every day you know what i mean yeah for sure man um don't forget the nike training club i think is what it's oh called. yeah you get all the You're premium telling- joints for free yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna look into that because i gotta i gotta i gotta switch it up for sure yeah, it's definitely tough being at home. You're you're used to world class facilities now. You're, you're right um, jogging it out with the pups. It's different. No, for real. That's uh, yeah. Right now in the morning, getting a couple miles in with the dogs, and then after that, I'm kind of just in a wall. So I'll figure that out though. That's all stuff I can control. You know what I mean? Um, I'm still drinking my gallon of water a day. You know the foundation. Facts. How much water are you the- drinking? You know, how much water are you drinking? Yeah, the foundation, the, the building blocks. I mean, the water, the water for me, uh, it's just something I think of. Uh, it was three years ago now. Three years ago around this time, I was weighing 240 pounds, like that, the most I have ever weighed in my life. And drinking the water was kind of my first foundation or my first uh, choice that I was like, you know what, I can control this. I'm going to, I'm just going to start here. And then it, turned from the water into the multivitamins and then from there it turned into working out and just building off of those uh those small habits man can uh work wonders i mean so then three years ago i was 240 pounds and right now i'm hovering around like 205 so i mean just building your foundation up 
Oh yeah, bro. It's, it's looking back at it. It's just insane. I don't even know how it happened, but it's just all those little things building up just creates a serious force. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. It's all about the, it's kind of like all of the little decisions that you make accumulating Mm -hmm. to helping you achieve your end result. Yeah, it, it's just great. Like you always like you hear it all the time, and you're like, "Oh, it's pretty cliche to say that." Until you actually put yourself in the situation where you're slowly putting these little decisions into your own daily life, it really does add up. I mean, it's not gonna it's not gonna take a couple weeks. It's not gonna take a month. I mean, I think the coolest thing to me about working on yourself mentally as well as physically is that. Um, the only person that there's no shortcuts, you know what I mean? The only person that can improve that is you right. in, in due time. It's just, it, it takes so long for the human body to develop. But once you get there and you see that first little sliver of progress, you're just like addicted. Yeah. I think that's, that's definitely a good way to put it. I mean, mm-hmm. if you can, you know, say your goal is to get in shape. The minute you start hitting the gym and then you realize like, oh shit, I got a little definition. I got a little cut going on or right. you know, that little bit of progress is always going to lead you to the hunger for more. So it's all about, you know, just making those little changes. If your diet is the problem, you know, substitute all the things that you know you're going to clutch to at nine o'clock at night or whenever it's time for you to snack out. Right. Yeah, big thing with that too is uh, I'm a sucker for chocolate. So uh, I actually my, don't my, eat chocolate. I'm not a chocolate. Really? Person. Nah. You can't. Are you a candy guy? Not really. So it's funny. No. Growing up, I never. <laughs> growing up, I always, you know, tried to stay away from soda and candy and stuff like that. And then uh-huh. I don't know. At some man. point, man, the devil got me. <laughs> came back around <laughs> for real, but no, I'm not a I'm not a big chocolate person I like I go to like caramel or like fruit filled things and cinnamon or, and stuff like that but I'm not a huge not chocolate yeah I just I, I found something to curb that is just like all right instead of having chocolate or candy I can just have a protein shake that tastes like chocolate you know what I mean just stuff like that yo underrated substitution if you're a milk and cookies person like you like to get down with cookies different kinds mm-hmm. try try some granola yeah i got into oh absolutely uh, yeah uh vanilla vanilla granola and i still you know i've got a glass of milk with it and it's literally the same effect yeah granola is low-key low fire yeah, it'll fill you up. It'll you can get different flavors, so it doesn't taste crazy. It, it's good, All right? For sure, definitely. But um, I was looking through the business pages the other day, man, and I found another one that caught my eye. <laughs> yeah, you're always catching these up and comers. I love it. It's crazy. I don't know what it is about these uh, startups, but I found uh, this company called Express Bees. Express Bees. Mm. It's an Indian logistics firm. That works with e-commerce companies in the, in India, and I don't know if if you're not familiar. India has the second largest online um, e-commerce network in the world, next to the United is it, States. Is that where did Alibaba start there, or is that in China? Alibaba is. I want to say that's more Middle Eastern. I don't. I can't oh, give okay. you the exact origin, but that's, that's not out of India. 
Okay. But Express Bees is huge because India has one of the largest populations. So they're, mm-hmm. you know, any kind of company that can corner one of the markets there is sitting on a gold mine. So they're looking at over, they're working with over 30,000 people and delivery staffs. It almost reminds you of Amazon, but they only handle the shipping side of things. Ah, I like that. On Monday, they announced that they had raised over 110 million in finance capital, and they plan on putting that into making all of their hubs um, automated, so it's less you know human work in those parts of the factories. But right. it's looking pretty crazy, man. They're looking to kind of jump into the online shopping boom that's going to happen, you know, because a lot yep. of people are still remote with COVID and not going into stores and stuff like that. So, Yeah, we'll and that's, that's only going to get bigger for sure. I think you might have found a little uh, gem. Yeah, Express, the letter X, P-R-E-S-S-B-E-E-S. They already have over a 1,000 customers, over $100 million in startup capital. They're pretty much, you know, the logistics – uh, the logistics sector in India isn't really spoken for. You know how in yeah. America we have FedEx, we have UPS, we have, you know, all the other carriers that you can use. They don't really have any that are spoken for like that over there. So I guess these guys are trying to pick up the pieces and get something going. Out of respect, the hustle. Yeah, for sure. I mean, anybody who's tapping into a market that hasn't been tapped into, man, that's mm-hmm. something you got to keep your eye on. Absolutely. Something and that, that that market in India is very, very, like we were saying, population wise, very dense and huge. I mean, shout out to Cody. He knows about India. Yeah. <laughs> Cody definitely knows about <laughs> India, but I, um, yeah, I'm always looking into like people that are busting into the Chinese population and the Indian population. Those companies mm-hmm. are, they're swinging for the fence whenever they do that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's I'm, big. Express Bees, man. I'm going to keep my eye out for it. Actually, I'm going to look them up in a little bit. Express Bees. I don't think they've IPO'd yet. Probably not over in India, but you never know. Keep an eye out for them. Yeah. Um, sure. Another thing to keep an eye out for, man, you got to watch out for COVID. That bitch is trying to come back on you. Man. Not that it ever went away, but it's like the numbers are jumping again. Right. It's like it was the first quarter, it came out strong, and then we were taming it the second and third quarter, and then bang, it's just back, man. So over, uh, you got half a million cases in New York alone right now. New cases. Um, new cases, yeah, current cases. So um, there's just like overwhelming like surges right now going on. I don't really know. It, I mean, people say COVID fatigue. People are over it. So they're just going to go about their day and risk everyone else's health in regards to it, I guess. I understand feeling like you have cabin fever and feeling like you've been inside for too long or you haven't left the house in however long. But, like, you got to think of the circumstances. You know what I mean? Like, you're not just being held at the crib just because, you know, it's – it's safe to not be out in, in large numbers if you don't have to be. But right. I feel like it all comes down, you know, I mean, we we never want to get political on this show, but it comes down to leadership. Right. So if you don't have any leadership right. helping you and kind of giving you a direction to head in with circumstances like this, 
that's when you see all 50 states start acting like 50 different states and everybody's just doing what they need to to, you know, keep things going or keep things safe depending on what your ambitions are. So it's, we were in a spot uh, where like, you know, you weren't really being told anything for a while. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, I know in New York, you know, some people were pissed because Cuomo just hit us with the nah, shut it down. And, you know, you don't, you weren't really told what's going on. How long are we shut down for? Is there going to be aid for the businesses and the people who are affected? And right. you know, I think it kind of, it got chaotic. And then people were sick of the chaos, sick of feeling like they couldn't control their own lives. And then you had to get back outside. Damn. You you should like sum that up perfect, bro. <laughs> I mean, that's just the only way that I because I don't want to sit here and say Americans are reckless, Americans are stupid. I don't, no. you know, I don't think it's that simply put. I think it's, you know, like you said, a lot of us are creatures of habit. If I'm used to waking mm-hmm. up in the morning, going to work, you know, going outside, seeing people, being around. And now all of a sudden you're telling me it's either work and back to the crib or I'm just stuck in the crib. Like a lot of people can't take that for extended periods of time. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I actually had that same exact conversation where you were talking about the 50 states kind of acting like their own little countries. And uh, with my boss, actually a couple of days ago, he brought up the same point. And when you think of other countries and the moves that they're making towards this virus, you think of, what I mean, what uh, what England's doing, what Italy's doing, and you think yeah. of them as a whole. You're not thinking of oh, what are they doing in this in this city in England? You know what I mean? When you yeah, think of you're America, not thinking like what are they doing in Florence versus what are they doing in Milan versus right? Yeah, but but here, like it, there's a there's a disconnect for sure, and it starts from the top. And that, like you said, I don't want to get political. I'm not one way or the other, but uh. Yeah, I mean, we just went into this thing with just no leadership and no direction, no science, no answers really to anything. <laughs> uh, definitely it's just, felt like that. Yeah, just crazy times. So to be quarantined again after I was already quarantined for like months on end, uh, six months ago, I'm just like, yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, and after hearing, I totally it, like, get it, but even if you're not. Mr. Economy guy after the last three months if you do hear we're about to shut down for however long because Biden's already said he's talking to Dr. Fauci so if Fauci's talking about shutting down for two weeks three weeks mm-hmm. man, I, no, can't, I, I can't wait to see the reaction I'm interested to see and like are you going to lose your shit are you going to be hyped because you don't have to go to work for two like i want to see what you know i want to see what the people are feeling for sure and now i'll ask you this question so do you think if um our president before everything shut down do you think if he announced it like three weeks out he said hey in three weeks everybody's going to be working from home every student will be going to school from home and gave us like just some a little buffer time to like for us to like get ready for it. Do you think it would have like went different for a lot of people? I think the way schools shut down, and this is just this isn't. I'm not spreading. I'm not getting in my Joe Rogan bag. This is my opinion. <laughs> this is yeah, yeah, yeah. this is purely what I think when I sit down and I look at it. The way everything kind of came to a halt in like March, April. That gave you an opportunity to go, okay, 
shut it down for June and July. You know what I mean? Or give, give mm-hmm. me June at least. No, no kids in school. Don't go to work. You know what I mean? Essential only. All that kind of shit we had before. Yeah. And then look around in July and see what the numbers are like. Look around in August and see what the numbers are like. And by that point, you can tell the schools, hey, the numbers are doing this. So plan to open this way. You know what I mean? Even if you're wrong, right? Nobody's saying that you got to get it right on the first shot. Even if you're wrong, there's a plan in place. And you can alter the plan. You can tweak the plan. You can take stuff out. You can put stuff in. But at least people feel like it's thought out. We're not out here just running with, like, chickens with our heads cut off. It's there's, uh, There's a real strategic approach to it. And that's kind of, we kind of got the opposite, man. (laughs) Like we got nothing. (laughs) But I always felt like if we, if we took that initial time when everybody said don't do anything to really not do anything, you know, I feel like we could have, we could have put ourselves in a position to not have to shut down again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. For us to have a situation where we might shut down again and there's just no real, like you were saying, I mean, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a a crystal clear, perfect plan. I mean, no plan's ever going to be perfect, but just some type of path that we can go down to where this thing could be somewhat normal for the kids going back to school and for the people. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And then I don't know. I just, I'm just interested to see what happens, man. You know, we'll have the election just happen. So there'll be some new leadership. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm interested to see what they're going to do. I'm interested in seeing how the people are going to react to it. I'm just sitting back and watching, man. Like you said, I'm not, I don't, it sounds weird to say, but I don't have a dog in this race. I'm just looking to see, you know, what values matter to what people. And, you know, I just like to see how people move, you know? Yeah. People watch. Absolutely. People, people watch, watch the them. government. My favorite. Yeah. I mean, the whole presidency changing when it comes to um, my life and at the age I'm at, like with having a family uh, kid on the way. Yeah, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to reevaluate and okay, maybe if so and so's tax plan is different and whatnot, okay, well, I'm going to evaluate it and figure out a different way to go about it. You know what I mean? You got to be able to adapt to, I to what's going on. You and I had this conversation off air, I think mm-hmm. last week before the show or two weeks, but we were talking about how the business, the business, environment in america is a little bit lazy you find you find the sector that you want to chill in where you want to make your money you solidify your goods you make sure you got a customer base and then you rock out and then you look for a governor to cut some taxes so you can make more instead of being innovative to make more offering another good or offering another service i feel like there's too many too many businesses and fields where instead of trying to push forward and do better and improvise and, you know, just kind of push things forward, people kind of rest on their laurels and, you know, like, 
it's law to have insurance. You know what I mean? So Liberty Mutual is mm-hmm. not really going to be rushing to make shit amazing for everybody because that money's going right. to come in no matter what. Mm-hmm. So it's all about... It's all about what you do, how you do it, and what you need to do it. Me, personally, yep. man, I've never been in a spot where whoever the president is dictates how my cash comes in or how I live my life or how I support the fam. Like, there's certain things you got to do no matter who the president is, fam, no matter who's right. in place. So, I mean, no doubt. civic engagement is important, but at the same time, you got to be an individual, man. You got to know how to go mm-hmm. out and get yours, no matter what the newspaper's telling you. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's just less complaining and then just, yeah, just kick your feet up for a little bit, see how things are moving and get back to doing your business. I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. A lot of people like to just sit back and they always have something to say, but those are the people that aren't that aren't really making moves themselves. So, no man, it's it's that's what it comes down to. Are you making moves or are you not? <laughs> but uh, man, yo, one move that I heard about, I was not happy. Mm. My man Alex Trebek passed away, bro. I saw that yesterday morning. I I came across it on Twitter, man. So, man, Weird. the thing about like I would say like a master of his craft. Yeah, for sure. We're a man who's eighty years old on TV for literally decades. You watched him. Your mom watched him. Your grandmama watched him. Like Alex Trebek is one of those people. Man, are we gonna start seeing more of our icons? Like, how soon are we to seeing? Like, bro, I can't. I don't want to see Samuel L. Jackson pass, bro. I'm not ready for that. Nah, not at all, bro. That's crazy because 2020 is taking out a lot of people that like were a part of my childhood, and then so Alex Trebek. I mean, we, I mean, we all did Jeopardy in high school, and how you present the question, like I don't know, just whenever you think of Jeopardy, you think of Alex Trebek, right? And for for him being 80, dude, he was 80 years old. Like my wife said, my wife said that she's like he was one of those guys where you can. You can never tell that he looked anything close to what his actual age was. No, he didn't look 80. No, not at all. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I guess he passed uh, peacefully at his house, which was the right way, I guess, for him to go through it. But, yeah, he was battling cancer, and I don't even think he told anybody for a while. I think it just came out, like, last year. What does it uh, say? What does it say about the entertainment industry that we've now lost two stars to cancer and they're both pretty open about the fact that they didn't want to tell anybody like why like is it a sympathy thing like and obviously there's not going to be a definite answer but like what is like Chadwick Boseman didn't tell anybody right Alex Trebek didn't tell anybody I, I think his family knew like he his close family was in the loop but I don't know, man. It's crazy. Like, are they really going to start taking your roles away? Like, are we going to see Drew Carey doing Jeopardy if Alec Trebek tells somebody he has cancer? Like, right. I guess that's a great point. I mean, maybe, maybe um, whoever, maybe Chadwick Boseman and Alex Trebek just want to go about their day, like, like everything was back to normal, even though low key, like they knew it wasn't. You know? Do you avoid sympathy? Like, if you're going through something and it's one of those things that you're going to generically get, you know, the 
the feelings yeah. from? Like, do you avoid that in some instances? Yeah, I think you would. I, I think I would if I was in that situation. Like, cause I'm just so not, I'm not like one to really like, I don't know, getting sympathy and, and stuff like that is just something I guess I'm not comfortable with. And like, I don't know, I feel like I would keep it with my close family like they did. I think I would just keep it with my close family and have it at that because you don't want to just keep hearing that over and over and over throughout your day. Cause think about it. It's when the public knows and he's a public figure like Chadwick Boseman and Alex Trebek, yep. they would probably hear it nonstop, nonstop every day, all day. Like, I think that's a great point. Yeah, it just makes me think. I'm one of those people like, nah, I'm I'm good. I'll Yeah. I'll handle it. I'll tell you if I need help. But some people mm-hmm. you know, some people like to, you know, talk about it. Check your Facebook oh, yeah. news feed. You probably got somebody's problems all over that shit. Yeah, for sure. And I'm not gonna knock anyone for being open because a lot of some people do need like support. You know what I mean? Like mentally maybe they're not as strong as you and I. So I also stop judging the people that air their shit out on social media. Like, I'm now to the point of understanding that you just need to vent sometimes. Yeah. Whether or not I want to read it on my news feed is a different story. But, like, I, you know, I stop being so hard on the people who, you know, get their shit off on the news feed and let the timeline know how life is doing them, whether it's good or bad. Like, you know, some people, they don't have that person in their life to talk to. You know, just get yeah, it off on Facebook. It's funny you say that because sometimes I blow off steam with my Twitter with Twitter fingers. Like I'll just like pop <laughs> off on Twitter sometimes. <laughs> Trigger fingers turn to Twitter finger. Yeah. What I'm was, what was visual, the what was the most recent account. thing you went off on? It was uh, it was like two hours ago. It was on my SC <laughs> Visuals account, not uh the professional account, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was a uh, a GIF of um. Uh, big worm from Friday. And he says, uh, when you're playing with my money is like playing with my emotions. So I had a video gig set up weeks in advance, uh, on Friday, but on Friday is when I was exposed to COVID. So I was just like sitting here on my couch today and my dryer shit the bed. And I'm like, God damn COVID playing with my, playing with my money means it's playing with my emotions. And I was just like, <laughs> I was just fucking tight. And then I got over it, but it was just like, I don't know. I felt like tweeting it out just to tweet it out. Yeah, man. So it's therapeutic. You know, just yeah, it really is. Yeah, like, just get your shit off real quick. Put it on the timeline. Either people will yeah. vibe with it and relate, or that shit will just float off forever and nobody will even care. That's so fact. But yeah, I totally understand people getting their shit off, like you're saying. Yeah. I don't know if, I mean,. Nah, I don't really. I'm not. Like, I won't sub the situation. Like, if if you push me, you know what I mean? And, like, my sneakers get fucked up. And then you look at my Twitter and I'm like, yo, I hate when niggas just fuck up your sneakers. Like, I'm like, (laughs) you you know what I mean? But it's not. Yeah. Like, yo, my wife is on some wild shit. Yo, I can't stay. Like, (laughs) no, you're not going to catch me like that out there. Nah, never. Whatever happened well, yeah, to love? Right. On Facebook, I thought on you Facebook, loved me. You <laughs> yeah, bro, you yeah. watch you watch some wild shit happen. Shit's different on the book, bro. Oh my god, it's comedy, pure comedy. <laughs> it really is, man. But yo, uh, what have you um, what have you been listening to? I know you're listening shit. to some some unique stuff. Yeah, so I showed you a little list. So uh, this Friday had some 
some shit on it. So uh, Nav and I guess Young Weezy is he a is he a producer? I'm not really sure. Yeah. But uh, they just dropped an album. Weezy out of here. <laughs> Weezy out of here. Yeah. Right now I got you. <laughs> <laughs> um, ran through that album, Walking the Dog. That shit was that shit had hits all over it. Um, yo, like Nav, shit, like Nav is that yo? You wanna know? It's funny. My six year old put me on the Nav. Your six-year-old put you on the nav. six-year-old, like I knew who he was. I'm not. I won't <laughs> right. do that. But like, I don't. Right. I really wasn't into it. Into it. I think my son listened to this song called Turks. That's just uh, hard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that song. Yeah, but Nav is but, dope. Uh, he, I like Nav. He, he floats on some beats. He's not bad. Floats on it. He reminds you of Lil Baby a little bit, like in mm-hmm. in how they can just kind of find their pocket on whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. I fucks with Nav, you know. My little shout out um, to my people of color out here. Yeah, because we've yo sure. keep it real. Who's the last Indian rapper? Like my son holds it down. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm definitely giving him his credit. Wait, is he even Indian though, or did I just fuck that up? I honestly, I think he's from Canada, but I don't know his. <laughs> no, but there's a, yeah, I don't know. I don't, shout uh, out to I'm Nav not sure. either way. Well, to fact check that, but yeah, shout out to Nav for sure. That you should definitely check that album out. Definitely. Will. Um, NLE Choppa, you know who that is? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He got that song uh, "Walk 'Em Down." Walk 'Em Down. Yeah, he just dropped uh, an album from Dark to Light. I ran through that on the dog walk. That was another good one. You know what caught my eye about that, and I'm noticing this more and more and more. What's that? The population of people who watch anime. Is way yo, fucking bigger than I thought. Yo, that's another combo I have with my boss. Someone brought up Naruto the other day, and they said it was like the best, one of the best shows ever. Not anime, but like shows. And my boss was like, "How old are you? Like 10? And then he, <laughs> and then he was stating, he was stating to us that IMDb has Naruto as like one of the best shows ever. So that I mean that brings up a great point. I think a lot of people are into anime that we don't even like think about. Yeah. A lot more people, sorry. No, you're good. I knew a I knew an illustrator, and he put me on, and he was like, he goes, think about it. What were your favorite cartoons growing up? You know, the wild thornberries where the people weren't drawn proportionately or, like, uh, Beavis and Butthead where there's no subject matter to it. Meanwhile, yeah. you have anime shows that give you full cinematic, like, plot lines and character development. And yeah, you get dope back. graphics and you get, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, but like, you know, you want to know what it is. People who watch anime are like the J. Cole fans who won't shut the fuck up. Yeah. So like you want to get into anime, but then like the push is a little too hard for you. And you're like, no, right. I'm, I'm good. I'll just go watch Tom and Jerry. <laughs> but, right. Yeah, I'll, I, I'll, you're right. I'm good. I got, what do oh. I like? I, the boondocks is like my version of anime. I watched the Boondocks. I used to watch yep. Dragon Ball Z when I was younger. Like I was, I've dabbled in some anime. Yeah, I watched I watched Dragon Ball. Um, NLE I mean, Choppa's uh, artwork is what made me think of that. It's, yeah, no, nah, that that album artwork's tough. It's dope. Got his anime on. Yeah, um, it might even be like ripping off a show. I'm not even sure. Maybe a Duncan can help us out with that one. I'm not sure. Is this Naruto? <laughs> It might be, to be honest. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to tell but, you. 
But uh, I was listening to uh, the Joe Budden podcast. Shout out Joe Budden podcast. Uh, they had a core. They have a. They had a quarantine issue going on. I guess Budden uh, started feeling his nose a little tingly, and then all of a sudden, for a day or two, he felt like he had to blow his nose, but nothing was coming out, and he was like, "This ain't right." And then he popped positive for COVID. So uh, they did their quarantine edition episode, and they talked. They went on length about uh, this Buster Rhymes album. Have you like dabbled in this thing at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like twenty-two tracks long. Yeah. Um, the the theme of it is like the end of the world, like apocalypse. But it's crazy because he's got like crazy cameos in it. He's got like Chris Rock in it uh, on the album. He's got Kendrick. Uh, he's got he's got a bunch of people all over this album. But uh, ODB, hop- he's got an old dirty oh, bastard ODB, feature. Yeah. MOP, like a lot of a lot of like golden era rappers. Q Tip. Um, mm-hmm. Anderson Pock is my man. He's on there. Yeah, that's that track is actually really dope. Yeah, look over uh, your yeah, shoulders Anderson Pock, with him and Kendrick. Anderson Anderson Pock is like low key, like he bodies every feature he's on. He, I, he's. It's hard to explain. I like Anderson Pock though. Like I appreciate yeah. he can rap, he can sing, he can play the drums, he can compose. Like he's. He's one of those like multifaceted musicians that you're interested in Absolutely. seeing what he's doing next. Like I remember I started listening to him as a rapper and then I heard some soul music and then I heard his his tiny desk. I know we were on Tiny Desk like a month ago. Yeah. Anderson Pac is a dope one. Mm-hmm. His is yeah, it might be my favorite, to be honest. Yeah. You know, I found a new fe- oh. a new female rapper. She's not new. Oh. I just recently started listening to her Chica. Okay, I haven't haven't heard of her. Yeah, she's dope. She's got a new single out called "You Should," where she's on there like singing and rapping. It's it's like some you know like Laguna Beach vibes, but it's cool because she snaps and gets her raps off too. But I, she's dope, man. Like I'm, I'm a fan of seeing like women who just rap. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not like, don't get me wrong, I love the scamming rap. I love the, you know what I mean, fuck him for all his money raps. But, like, sometimes you just want some normal shit. Yeah, sometimes, shit sometimes you just want to hear some people spit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she gives um, you a couple, di- a little bit of a deeper vibe. Chica. All right, well, I'm, I'm into, like, stuff that's a little more, like, personal anyways from yeah. my own, what I gravitate towards anyways. I got into that Libra album by T.I., man. That dude is different, bro. Yo, I did, too. He got busy on that album. Different. It's It's 2020, fam. Yeah. Dude is 20 years in still doing this. I was pleasantly surprised at what I was listening to. Yeah, I I expect it may be disrespectful, but I expected to skip a lot of this. Yeah, no, nah, I agree. I He's threw it on it, in the gym, in the gym, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. All right, we don't have to change much here. And we'll nah, just let it rock. Didn't have to skip many at all. Nah. When all the bus. And then, um, yeah, and then uh, I've been super infatuated ever since Benny dropped his album. Uh, just been digging into Griselda, so I went to Conway the Machines album, that, which actually dropped like a month ago. It's not new, but uh. From a king to a god, and uh, his his like bar for bar. I mean, that's just that dude is tough, man. The more I keep digging into Conway the Machine, he's just a Conway. I don't know, man. 
Conway might be the best rapper out right now. Yeah, just like if you're if you're actually like dissecting lyrics, like if you're li- right, if you're listening to words, if you're not printing it out from the computer where Eminem gives you a hundred words a minute, right? Like just some clever, like the he has a bar on War Paint where he's like he's talking about how like he shook Beyonce's hand and when he told his girl about it, she started to cry. And he was like, I don't know if she's just a fan or if she realized in that moment I'm the motherfucking man. Like, being able to encapsulate, like, your, like, emotion. If you can deliver emotion in a song, you got me. And he raps his ass off. Raps his ass off. And he got, like, shot in the mouth, bro. Like, he had, he had like, a... uh like a huge speech impediment. Now, like, what was the clip, the clip we got the other day where he's like, talk about my face, can't say shit about my bars, though. Oh, my gosh. That clip is tough. We yeah. need to find that. I, I've been actually trying to dig for that song. I've been unsuccessful. That's, <laughs> but, I uh, think that's his album that's coming. I'm yeah. trying to get, like, individual singles, and this dude Maul is in the studio in every session. Yep. yep. Every session, it's tough. Out. You really, yeah, <laughs> for real. But nah, but uh, what what I saw you pull up about Drake was very interesting because this is the first of me hearing about this. So let the people know what uh, you came across. Throwing up six like man's have flu. <laughs> nah, so uh, Dennis Graham was on. Dennis Graham was on the gram. <clears throat> he was doing an IG live, just kind of playing some music for people. <laughs> Like you know, this the election was stressful in America. I know in America, mm-hmm. we got a couple of listeners abroad. Shout out to y'all, but um, <laughs> yeah, the election put a lot of pressure on a lot of Americans for a few different reasons, and a yeah. lot of people have been celebrating or just a big sigh of relief or just glad that it's over, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And Dennis Graham was on there celebrating with music, and then Drake popped in, you know, to show some love, liven it up. And he was, you know, talking back and forth with fans, and he he hit him with, they hated on views just like they will certified lover boy, but it's music to evolve to. Sheesh. So he heard all you motherfuckers taking shots at views, mm-hmm. and then he heard all of y'all walk it back a year and a half later when you're like, well, you know, one dance does slap. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Did you like? Um, did you like views when it came out? No, no. Joe Budden ruined views for a lot of people. A lot of people heard Joe Budden's reaction to it and then just went off that. I didn't think it was that bad. He he trashed it. He trashed it. I'm not going to bring it back up because I like the album. But like, right. Oh, he he killed that album. And it wasn't that bad. I think, I don't know. I think at a certain point, at a certain point, you can age out of hip hop. Mm-hmm. because it is like a lot of people say it's a young man's sport and it technically is like a lot of the a lot of the the most popping artists usually are the younger ones yep you get you like you have your exceptions and then you have your older ones who pop up out of nowhere but like other than that like the whole like the Griselda click being in the age bracket that they are mm-hmm. is the exception that's not common yeah. I don't feel like they're the outlier for sure yeah, but I don't know but uh, I respected views for all the hits it had on it, but they just weren't necessarily like songs that I 
would play back. You know what I mean? You're telling me with all the music on that goddamn album, there's no replay value for you? Uh, let me uh, let me pull it up here for you. Views was six. I know. Keep the family close, bro. You know how West, hard West, that intro West, is. Keep the family close is dope. Western Road flows. I love still here. I think that was damn Grammys is off that too. Yeah, you're not. You're not sleeping on this. Album. Okay, nah, I'm not gonna sleep on that album. So you with me is an underrated track. Feel no ways is dope. Hype. If you play 2K, you're over listening to hype. Yeah. Western Road. Western Road. Fire. Faithful was dope. Still here. Me and all my niggas doing well. Doing well, doing well dog. He's yeah, got pop was, style on here, too. Yeah. Yo, shout out to you, I mean, if you if you had the Urban Dictionary. You <laughs> want pop style, man. <laughs> <laughs> My I mean, sister, if my like, sister hit me up like, "Yo, what is pop style? You been in Toronto?" I'm like, "Nigga, if you don't get off my phone, <laughs> what is pop style? What is pop style? What's your sister up to, anyways? <laughs> Nothing. Walling out. out. <laughs> Shout out to my sister. She's got a flat in Atlanta, doing all kinds oh. of reckless shit. Oh, that's dope, though. Yeah. Shout out, Slim. Yeah, man, now Drake just kind of <laughs> letting people know like he's aware of the shit that you guys are saying about his music was kind of interesting to me. And then it made me I think like, like he's gone from everything he releases being everyone's favorite song to now like, eh, I like a couple, but it's not all that. Right. That's crazy he's in to a, me. He- He's in a different bracket. Like, it's got to be really, honestly, it's got to be tough to be him to, like, inspiration-wise, I guess, what direction you're going to go with your music or who does he kind of, I don't necessarily look up to, or but who's in his circle that kind of, uh, I guess, not persuades him, but who influences, like, his moves at where he's at? Because I feel like he's just on top of everything. You know what I mean? Like, where do you go? Yeah, I don't, it's, it's crazy because, like, he touches, uh, I don't know, like, we could go on on Drake for a minute just because of many different styles he has, but I think what makes him unique is the fact that rap stays prominent, you know what I mean? It's easy for, it's easy for you to put out a song and it hits a certain level and you're like, oh, I'm not rapping anymore, I'm harmonizing, I'm singing from now on, but. Mm-hmm. Drake still <clears throat> manages to give you those rap records. You know, yeah, and I think, yeah, for sure. Coming from comeback season, you know, you you might catch a little something that's up your alley. Mm-hmm. For sure. He's always going to have at least one or two on an album that you're going to relate with, like no matter what. Yeah. Or just vibe to. Big facts. But, uh, but yeah, he can drop that certified lover boy. Are you Whatever are you, you anticipating that? Are you hyped for? Oh yeah, absolutely. Anything. I just want the Nike. I just want the Nike socks, bro. I'm not even gonna hold you. <laughs> not even gonna hold you, yo, fa- yo. Any of my Nike people, I just need the socks, fam. I don't need the sweatshirt. What you got? OVO socks or something? Nah. So certified lover boy, the merch is made uh-huh. by Nike. Oh, so like I don't know if you've seen people wearing Nike Crew socks with hearts on them. Okay, those nah, are Drake I socks. Yeah, like yeah, 
<laughs> well, you're on lockdown. You're on COVID, so don't go look. Yeah, I'm on sex. COVID. All right. I'm about to tap <laughs> in, though. Don't go checking niggas' fits when you got COVID. Stay at the crib. <laughs> but no, if you look around like he's been sending out packs to everybody, I need those socks. Shoot me those socks. Word. But no, he's, uh, he's using that Nike relationship, bro, for real. Yeah, I mean, he should. Ooh, to me, he's on the yeah. same exact level as a superstar athlete, so... But it made me think, like, I started listening to Drake in the mixtape phase. I think Room for Improvement was the mixtape I was listening to. Yeah. If you've never heard it, you might not want to go backwards. It sounds weird in 2020, but. Yeah, mad young Drake. It got me going through mixtapes, bro. You you actually got me going through mixtapes. You sent me some Tiger shit that (laughs) I hadn't listened to since, like, 2011. Remember when Tiger was a thing, bro? When Tiger, bro, what do you mean? Tiger's is he not still? Wasn't he just on a golf course with like a bunch of naked hoes? Yeah, you know what it is. I think I think I outgrew Tiger. Like he was like when I was in college and like drinking and you know having a good time. Tiger was lit, and then he kind of just like (laughs) stayed in that lane, and I just outgrew him, bro. That was definitely like the Tiger was in my ignorant rap. Oh yeah, for sure. Gonna tell these bitches I'm the man. I'm the man. Money over <laughs> bitches. That's the play. Like, like singing songs like that at the top of my lungs at 20. Going to <laughs> the moon, let me tell you. Um, no, but Tiger, did you- Tiger doesn't get a lot of respect, fam. He was in that Young Money lineup and was not yeah. the worst one by a stretch, bro. Before Drizzy took off, he was Wayne Brayhan, man. Yeah, because he was, I want to say he was independent at first, and then he moved mm-hmm. over. Like, he had <clears throat> he had a little momentum going on his own. But, no, nah, Tiger, shout out to Tiger. The first mm-hmm. the first one who bagged Kylie. He was the original. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, facts. But, nah, yo, yeah, I was tight. listening to um, Well Done, the first one by Tiger. I, mm-hmm. I never got into, like, two or three or four. Mm-hmm. And then it took me down, like, uh, Wale has a mixtape called Falorin that's got some, mm-hmm. yo, I just went crazy earlier. I was listening to that. I was <laughs> listening to um, Faces by Mac Miller. I was listening to The Drought 3 by Lil Wayne. I was all over. All mm-hmm. over. Do you have a favorite mixtape of all time? So, um, The Drought 3 was huge just because it had a uh, What's the song with Wayne? It's like one of his most like famous like mixtape songs. Sky's the Limit was on Drought Three. Yes, yeah. that was like that kind of really really like I was into rap, but the Drought Three like got me like yeah that was the the remix it. to Mr. Jones by Mike Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I um, but when I think of uh, I think it's called the I think it's the Drought Is Over Part Seven. It's got a. <laughs> I don't think. I think you're getting into like the the spinoff joints. <laughs> oh yeah, some. It might even be the just the drought seven, but it's got um, brand new by uh, Wayne riding around the city with yeah. brand new heat. Um, that shit slapped. Uh, it's got ask them ask them hoes. Did it before the other day. Yep. Nostalgia, nostalgia, nostalgia. Um, um, Taylor Aldridge. Yeah, Wiz, Wiz's mixtape catalog is stupid. Wiz Khalifa might need a little more respect. Just off, yeah, just I, off mixtapes. 
Yeah, I think so, man. I love that Housefly mixtape with him and Currency. Them two together just complement each other so well. That's I mean, Kush and OJ is a, like, to me, like a diamond. Like, that's up there with the Drought 3. Bro, Kush and Orange Juice. I don't know, man. Kush and Orange Juice is fire. He's got a I Taylor Alderdice, too. That mm-hmm. Taylor Alderdice might be my favorite Wiz mixtape. Oh, yeah. That, I love the production on that one. Over Cushion Orange Juice. It's crazy that So Far Gone was a mixtape, isn't it? Yeah, So Far Gone was <laughs> a mixtape. And then they turned that yeah. into an album. That was a <laughs> that was a crazy project. You got to listen to 40 on the Kevin Durant podcast talk about like that, what that project did for them and where they were in their lives when they made it like it's it's a cool story if, especially like if you're in the drake the whole ovo thing yeah it's for a sure cool story to hear what's this song uh i can't think of it off the top of my head but fresher than a pillow with a mint on it that was like my favorite <laughs> shit uh, the game got these old hair prints on it but I'm going to be the one to pour cement on it and start over. Pull up in a marshmallow tux. I don't really give a fuck. What the name is? What is it? Oh, Lust for Life. Lust for Life. Lust for Life? Now that was like. I was um, really about I to think... rap the rest of the verse until I remember <laughs> what song it was. That song really. There's some songs pull that up in like, a marshmallow uh, tux. I don't really give a fuck. And we only getting older. Yes, bro. Yeah, man. Um, That song just sticks with me like i don't know that's like something that like deep down like that song's always gonna hit you know what i mean yeah with his whimsical uh wind chimes yeah same with fear by drake do you remember that track fear yeah Uh, it's like please please don't be scared of me yep yeah yeah that shit's tough um, I mean, we go on all day, bro. I mean, all the fab mixtapes. You guys put me on the fab mixtapes. I wasn't even really put on until there college. There was a minute but... where Fab cared more about his mixtapes than he did about his albums. Like the Soul Tape series. Bro, Soul Tape fab series does, is fab, incredible. I will stand by Fabulous not having an album better than Soul Tape 1 or 2. Oh, fact. He does yeah. not have an album that is better than either of those mixtapes. Soul Tape 1 is elite. I mean, Soul Tape 2 is great, too, but... Yeah, I like Soul Tape 2 only because the beats I like a little bit better. I like the selection. Which one had Bite on it? That was the second one or the first one? Yeah, that was the second one, I Bitch, think. Bitch, I'm trying to eat. Bitch, I'm trying. Yeah, it, that second mm-hmm. one was crazy. Crazy. Yeah, the the Biggie sample. Yeah. Niggas trying to eat, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> bro, that recipe's Biggie Smalls, bro. For real. For real. Trying to think. What other mixtapes? What other mixtapes? I remember um, Remember uh, DJ Drama putting his name on anything meant that it was fire and you had to go listen yeah. to it. Yeah, half of it was a flop. Half DJ of it Drama was had me listening to Asher Roth in 2009, bro. <laughs> Shout out DJ Drama and Asher Roth. Nah, Asher Roth. Uh, wasn't uh, Dedication 3? Was that a DJ drama project? The All the dedications were. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Fire. Yeah. And this is just a mixtape. <laughs> just a mixtape. Fire. For sure. So your favorite mixtape is? Hold on, bro. My favorite mixtape? Yeah. Um. So... 
I'm super, but I love, uh, I'm a huge Logic fan. So, uh, the Welcome to Forever tape, have you ever listened to that? Yep. Have I ever Like, that was, like, to me, that was, like, Logic at his, like, pinnacle. Like, it was, like, come up, like, right before the big deal. So, he actually was signed when he came out with that project, but he, like, didn't announce it, which is kind of sus. But, uh, yeah, I feel like that was his, like, best work. That's with, um, what is that one song called on it? He's got a roll. He's got a roll call on the uh, Outcast beat on there. No, no, and where he raps over Miss Jackson. No. Yeah. Um, um. Oh my! God. I only know the um, his man Six produced it, and it, when it comes in, it's like doom, 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 doom. Fuck! What the, even though that sounds like every Six beat ever. <laughs> But no, Logic is the man. I like um, I like all the young Sinatra mixtapes. Yeah, if, if bro. You, those, if those you've never given Logic a try, like if you've let any of the bullshit like persuade you or like point you away from it, listen to his mixtapes. Yeah, absolutely. Start there. Don't listen with, to anything that came out on iTunes. Like you got to go. You got to go back. Go yeah, like, you're, so you were talking about you were talking about nine to five. That's the second trip. Yeah. If you feel it, I'm feeling put your lighters in the sky. I no. think is what you're talking about. No? No, nope. you're going to make me go look it up now. Yeah, yeah I'm looking it up right now. Song. You got Walk On By, well, The Come Up, Nasty, Fallen Dope. Common, yeah, you if you're. Is it br- Back Down or Bring It Back Down? What the fuck? Yeah, don't listen to the Logic naysayers. Go back to his Dat Piff catalog. It's just crazy. This is going to bother me now. That's not what I want. the fuck? I think it's called Bring It Back Down. No, it's called 5 a.m. It's called 5 a.m. Oh, 5 a.m. is fire. Yeah, 5 a.m. That was one of those Logic tracks where I was like, all right. It's a random nigga from Maryland is spitting. No, I messed with Logic. The un, uh, Welcome to Forever was hard. What else? We already went over Big Sean, Detroit. Yeah. Finally yep. Famous, Volume 3. Uh, Sean. Overly Dedicated. Wasn't Overly Dedicated a mixtape? Yeah, it was. Your man K-Dot? Yep. I was on Overly that one late, though. Yeah, I was too. I, so I heard Section 80 in, uh, in like 20, 20, when was it? My co- cousin in co- I think it was 2012. Uh, I heard High Power my first time. That was, so that was the first Kendrick track I ever heard. And that, that track kind of like changed my whole perspective. I was like, damn, th- this rapper's woke. You know what I mean? <laughs> this rapper's woke. So you want to know what's funny? Kendrick Lamar started to come up on my hot new hip-hop research phase where, like, mm-hmm. I would find all the new niggas on hot new hip-hop. And yep. for some reason, the name Kendrick Lamar made me go, nah, I'm not clicking on that shit. Until Yo, I started- <laughs> that's exactly how I was about it, too. I was like, Yo, who the fuck is Kendrick Lamar? And then you listen, it's like, oh, that's Kendrick Lamar. Rigor Mortis so- was the first Kendrick Lamar song I had ever heard. Damn, I mean, that's a great first song to hear from him, though. <laughs> yeah, because um, there's an old clip of him and Pharrell in the studio, and Pharrell is talking about the song. 
and he's describing mm-hmm. it in such a way that I'm like, yo, when did what song does he do all that shit in? And I'm like looking it up, looking it up. And then if you ever get a, if you've never heard Rigor Mortis by Kendrick Lamar, that song is different. That dude is rapping his ass off in that song, bro. There are your, I guarantee you, if you tell me who your favorite rapper is, they might not be able to do what he does in that shit. KB, you know what's crazy is they took the spiteful chant off of uh, Section 80. Why? I don't know. I can't find it anymore. I just, like, noticed it as I was, like, Kendra, I was in my Kendrick bag one day, and I noticed it just wasn't on the album. And I remember that, like, that's one of your, like, jams. That would, bro, quit acting like a hoe. You acting yeah. like a hoe. Are you kidding me? We used to bump that in your car <laughs> when we were driving back from the studio. <laughs> All the fucking time. Yeah, that was one of those jams. Yeah, that's crazy. They took that off. Yeah, I didn't. I, for some reason, it's just not on there. I, I can't find it on YouTube. I don't know why they scrubbed it off. Guess who has that shit on my hard drive, though? I got you. There you go. SD cards are the yeah. wave now. They really. Yeah. Are. I'm not plugging my phone in shit no more. Mm-hmm. Past the aux, these nuts. Everything is. Yeah, but did you? Did, <laughs> did you hear? Uh, Jack Harlow song called Tyler Hero. Nah, bro, because I don't want to listen. I don't want to listen to that. I don't. I don't. Bro, I don't. I'm I'm warning. <laughs> don't like. I'm. I don't know, bro. I feel like that man. That, like I, I, you forced it, and I can tell. Yeah. The desperation reeks through my goddamn phone when they sent it to me. So I don't. I'm always gonna be this guy, but I started digging into Harlow like two years ago, like. He's another, like, very, very deep rapper, like, insightful. But I feel like this past year, he kind of <laughs> threw all that to the side. The guy who said, I'm in the pocket, like, bro, five girls in New York, that means I got one in each borough. <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, before all these, tra- he kind of, like, threw all that to the wayside, and he's like, that ain't going to get me popping. Because he, no he wrote what's popping. <laughs> Brand new witch. Yeah, and then he wrote what's popping. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's all I got to do? Are you kidding me? I'm never trying at this shit again. Right. But I heard that trash called Tyler Hero, and I'm like, this, like, people are, like, vibing to it. And I'm like, huh? Tyler Hero is, he's cool. Like, that's, don't get me wrong, he can hoop his ass off, but. Man's need a song, though? He's got, no, fuck out of here. No. (laughs) You got in the finals and scored, like, 10 points. You get a song now? (laughs) Fuck out of here. Where's my song at? (laughs) <laughs> episode seven of the pod and i ain't got a song yet but fucking tyler hero has a song oh uh, it's comedy bro no. yo so i came, i came across something you know twitter is like the rabbit holes you can jump down twitter is oh just for sure for sure nothing short of incredible shout out twitter uh, there's a study and 41 percent of people said that they would they would willingly go to jail for a week if they could erase their student debt. Those are all people who don't know, like, what for? You would go to jail for a week. Like, you would give up your freedom debt. for a week. Nah, bro. I'm gonna find a way to pay them down on my own, my dude. Like, there's no chance I'm giving up my freedom. I don't know, bro. You're like six two. What did, you, what did you just say you were? You're like 205. 205. You're, you, you might be okay in like a, in like a county joint. Bro, I'm 5'8", 190, 
I might hit 200 if I'm like lifting and shit. Bro, come on. Fuck out of here. Hey, you got that deadlifting record at your high school still. Don't run. <laughs> yeah, pick it weight up off the ground. Mad fucking <laughs> impressive. Nah, I'm not going to jail for student loan. That like that had to be some shit that white people said, bro. It has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That study, yeah. I'm I sure remember, it was. <laughs> I remember once um, one of my mans got caught shoplifting, and they were like, yo, you could go to jail for like two days, and this will all go away. And I was like, bro, if you don't get in there and take your community service like the rest of us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like jail is, I don't know. For me as a black person in America, jail is one of those things that like, I don't fuck with that. I don't play with that. No, I'll, I'll spend all my bread to make sure I stay out of there. Like I'm, nah, mm-hmm. fuck that. Yeah, crazy, crazy. And uh, stop that- going to fucking Harvard if all you're studying is art history, fam. Like a lot of people call college a scam, but a lot of people aren't smart put about them, their choices. A lot of people put themselves in that situation when your major is yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. If you've been watching teachers go on strike because they can't feed themselves with their wages, probably don't need to go to Yale for education. Yeah. Put two and probably two not. You can probably get that same education, not the same education degree, but you can get a diploma from a state college and get a job. Yeah, man. It's all, college isn't for everybody, but it's, it is for specific purposes. If you yeah, can't pay for that a- shit, don't go. I mean, it's in a weird transition right now. I'm very interested to see where colleges stand in the next, like, two to three years. Bro, right now, I'm you'd be pulling my tuition money away from me. Like, all my Correct. classes are online. I can't leave the dorm. Like, what? Oh, my gosh, yeah. It's and rough, I want my right? deposit back for the dorm that I'm not allowed to right. leave. Right. Since I can't be a college kid. <laughs> That's insane, bro. But, no, I was but, starting uh, to... I was looking at the you kind of went you kind of went in a crazy direction with some of the questions you found, bro. I want to see some of these. Oh yeah. So uh, would yeah. Rather, would you rather go to jail for a week to erase student debt? No, no. My answer to that was no. And then, uh, yeah. So I can't. I was like, all right, let me just start searching like would you question. So the next one: Would you rather spend a day with your favorite athlete or your favorite movie star? Um, I'm going to spend a day with my favorite athlete because my favorite movie star, I don't know. Like, I feel like, so my favorite athlete is probably, yeah, no, I'm chilling. Uh, no, I don't know. So my favorite athlete is Randy Moss, the wide receiver who played for the Vikings. Right. And then my favorite actor is Denzel Washington. That's a tough decision. Yo, Denzel's my guy too. Denzel Washington is elite. That's that's the definition of like. What if you just chill with Denzel class. and he treated you like it was training day? Bro, I'm not. I'm not smoking dust with Denzel Washington. <laughs> I didn't know you liked to get wet. Call man. me a sheep all you want to, fam. Keep going by. I'm not smoking that. <laughs> no. I th- I'd probably chill with Denzel because he goes to Laker games. Like, he's out in L.A. Randy Moss be going fishing and shit. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm I'm cool. I'm not from West Virginia. He is different swag. Denzel's from New York. I could rock with Denzel. Yeah, 
you know, my favorite athlete you'll never guess is uh, Dirk Nowitzki, bro. Son, <laughs> I'm judging the fuck <laughs> out of you. Son was barely an athlete, my guy. <laughs> Bro, for a seven foot, I feel like he changed the game for big men. I just no, like when Dirk, I was a yeah, when I was in middle school, like I loved the way he played because I think it was just so different back then. You didn't really see anyone like doing what he was doing. Now it's like a, I feel like it's like a centerpiece of the NBA is the, the stretch big man shooter. Yeah, you gotta have your but, seven footer who can hit the three. Right, but, but uh, yeah, Dirk, he was, he was nice, man. I like Dirk Nowitzki. Mm-hmm. He's your favorite athlete, though. I'll just think of like when I was younger. Um, like for damn. me, it's like a- it's athleticism. So like, I've oh, been, right. I've been mossed. I've mossed people. Like the right. idea that I can jump so high that the person who's guarding me doesn't even matter anymore, or like I can right. run down the field so fast that like all you got to do is throw it as hard as you can, and we're about to score because they can't keep up with me. Like, right. come on, like you could. I've watched the Lakers give Dirk a hard time, but like, <laughs> right. it's, it's hard to stop Randy. Like, you're putting two people over there. True. Sheesh. I mean, now that you say that, yeah, like so we've we've seen some athletes. Like, if you take basketball player out of it or football player out of it, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like, Dion played two sports. Bo I mean, played Bo- two sports. Bo- like. Yeah, watching the, Bo Jackson was he was different. Oh, for real, Bo Jackson was bro. He hurt himself breaking a tackle. <laughs> Excuse me, like, like what? They said my man had so much force coming through his leg when the dude pulled it to try to tackle him, he tore his own shit. That's crazy. Was it? It was. I'm pretty sure it was Bo Jackson that uh, he robbed a home run by like climbing off the like back wall yeah, in baseball running up the wall like, running up the wall just freak athleticism yeah all while I'm pretty sure he played baseball at the same exact time like in the same like calendar year as football as well yeah like, I think in- the story was like he got screwed over by was it the Tampa Bay Buccaneers one of the I think teams so. I think it was the Buccaneers one of the teams that like brought him in for like a workout or whatever and they had brought him in on a private plane. And you know how the, mm-hmm. NC, the NCAA is. Even back then, like, you can't be doing that kind of stuff. Right. If it's not paid for by you. So he mm-hmm. takes the private plane to go for just an interview because he's going into the NFL draft. And then he goes, where where was he playing ball? In college? Yeah. Um. Uh... I keep wanting to say Florida State, but that's because we just said Deion Sanders. He didn't go to Florida State. He went to... But wherever he went, when he went back to go play baseball because of the private jet, he wasn't eligible in the NCAA anymore. So when Tampa Bay wanted to draft him, he was like, nah, you screwed over my baseball career. I'm not coming to the league. I'm going to go play baseball. He went to Auburn, bro. Auburn, thank you. I knew it was one of those southern schools, Auburn. Yep. War, yeah. His, War Eagle, his, shout out to y'all. War Eagle, yeah, his 30 for 30 is dope. You don't, you don't, you know, don't know. Yep. He's another one, doesn't he like fishing and like stuff like that as well? Country boys, man, they just yeah. simple things. 
So mm-hmm. yeah, I'd rather spend the day with my favorite uh, actor, movie star, Young Denzel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you rather be able to take back anything you say or hear every conversation around you? I like this one. I feel like I would go crazy if I could hear every conversation going around. I don't like the conversations that I have to have with some people. So I don't want to hear the ones that I'm not even in. That's exactly my thought. Like, I feel like that would just be like something I would dread is just even hearing like what people are, if they're talking about me or like, it's just stuff I don't personally want to put myself into. So yeah, I'd rather be able to take back anything I say for sure. There's nothing worse (laughs) than losing respect for someone that you like. Because they say right. some dumb shit, and it's like right, and then you hear you that, to say that, and then you gotta like play it like you didn't know they said that because you're like you you heard it. Oh, yeah, yeah no, I'm good on that. I'm good. I don't need to hear all the extra shit. Would you rather <laughs> have your flight delayed eight hours or lose your luggage? God, damn. it depends the destination, bro. If I'm going somewhere like tropical, we can lose that luggage, bro. I can yeah, get there eight hours. You're on your way to L.A., but you're stuck in Des Moines, Idaho. No, Boise, <laughs> Idaho. Is, what? Yeah, Boise, Idaho for Boise, eight hours. Yeah. yeah, like I'm good. Nah. I don't think I've ever had. I had I've been laid over in Philly for like six hours. And then I was laid over in Carolina for like four. But if I can help it straight through, I don't want no changes, no none of that. Yeah, that shit's whack. Having your luggage lost, though, that's trash. I would much rather be laid over. Don't lose my <laughs> shit, bro. And then they sometimes they don't give it back or you don't get it back till you're back home and shit. Yeah, you don't get it back until you're back <laughs> home. You're on a week-long vacation in Tampa, Florida with the same pairs of shorts on for four days. And got extra boxers, no toothbrush. Nah. No deodorant. You got to pawn off one of your Disney tickets to go buy toiletries and shit. No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Crazy. And would you rather be the star playing on a losing team or ride the bench on a winning one? This is a that's a great one. Me personally, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I would, I would take the championship only because the experience from it. You know what I mean? If I'm on the bench. I would assume that the players ahead of me are good enough to win a championship. Mm-hmm. Right. So the experience and the preparation and all that, I feel like that's got to be worth way more than 60 points and you win by four, but you're not going to win the playoffs. You be way more than you being a Devin Booker. Yeah. Yep. Shout out yeah. Devin Booker. I like that. I, I really like Devin Booker too. Yeah. Averaging like 30. You're on the sun. Yeah, the Suns aren't doing my man the biggest of favors. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ride in the bench because, I mean, if you're on that team, you have a role on that team. It might not show in the games, but you must be doing something in practice, something for that staff to kind of want to keep you on the squad. So, I mean, just know your role. And, uh, I mean, yeah, being a part of a, something a championship team goes from the top to the bottom. I mean, maybe you're starting rotation and – your top guys are going to get some shine, but in the end, you're getting a ring too. <laughs> you know, you're still getting a bonus too. Like, 
I'd be straight with you. Know what though? I watched this. I watched it unfold with Matt Barnes recently because he was on the uh-huh. Golden State Warriors team when uh, mm-hmm. KD went down. When KD, yeah. not when they went down in the finals, but the year they won when he went down, like right before the playoffs started. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to take the ring because he didn't feel like he helped. Because when KD came back in the playoffs, they. He they deactivated him so he didn't play he didn't dress uh, but uh, because he was on the team he would still get a ring but like I want to say the story was he didn't play for them anymore and like he left his ring in the building at the ceremony night and just never went back to pick it up because he was on some like I didn't earn that I didn't win it type shit so he didn't he wasn't sweating it and I thought that was cool yeah I mean that it granted he's won rings before right Matt Barnes might have been on that 2010 Lakers team. I feel like he I was. Say he was. I feel like he won a ring before, so he was probably like, "Eh, you know what? I didn't really do shit." Like if it was, if it was a younger cat, he he'd probably gladly take that ring. Yeah, a bunch of bums would be beating down the Warriors' door for that ring. Right, no doubt. Facts. Yo, speaking of winning teams, bro. Hmm. Have you seen these NFL standings? Sheesh, the Bills, man, making a statement last night. We have to respect the Buffalo Bills, bro. Yeah, very, very surprising. Yeah, I mean, it's about time, though. We'll see how far it takes them. But that's – Josh Allen is playing well. That defense is – like, they they play the game where they get you behind and then pressure you the whole time because you're trying to catch up. Mm-hmm. Bro, they caught Russell Wilson slipping. They, bro, I mean, for someone that everyone uh, was saying MVP, MVP, I mean, they made him look human. Yeah, now they're back to calling Tom Brady the MVP candidate. But I couldn't get over that. He had two fumbles. Wow. I mean, it was it was crazy. I didn't expect the Seahawks to lose to the Bills. And then the Saints last night beat down the Bucks. I mean, Tom Brady looks human. The Saints beat the shit out of the Bucks, and they, Bro, was, they even that division up. It was thirty-one nothing at half. Drew you know Brees said, "You guys can worry about my arm strength all you want, but this this, this division is still mine." Yeah, that was that was big. Uh, Steelers still undefeated. Yeah, the Steelers. Pittsburgh. I think the big thing. Big thing with in football more than, yeah. I mean, I guess you could correlate into other sports as well. But uh, you don't have to win pretty. Yeah, you know I mean, in the end, it's no. not like at the end, at the end of the season, someone's going to go, "Oh, well, you beat Dallas by a touchdown in the with the last play of the game." No one remembers that. You just remember if you win. Right. So uh, people said the Steelers won ugly against one of the league's worst teams, the the Cowboys. But hey, man, wins a win. They're eight zero in that. Tough AFC North, man. They're Forgot still the grown men. They're still professional athletes. Yeah, the team yeah. isn't clicking right now, but anybody mm-hmm. can beat anybody on any given day. Oh, that's what I love the most about football. They, you can catch teams slipping. Any given Sunday. Shout out to Willie yeah. Beeman. Willie Beeman. <laughs> Steaming Willie Beeman. So the, <laughs> the Chiefs are 8-1. and one, Titans are 6-2. and two. Steelers are eight and zero. Bills are seven and two. Out of those four teams, 
who would you pick to come out of the AFC to go to the Super Bowl? Um, you know what? I would love to see the Steelers' defense to see like what they could do against the Chiefs. That'd be interesting. Be real interesting. I mean, I'm gonna just I'm gonna ride with the Chiefs right now, but uh, I don't know if you can if you slow down Mahomes, it slows down the whole entire the whole entire train almost stops. Yo, my so, brain uh, is all kinds of fucked up. The Chiefs' only loss is to the Raiders. Yeah, that's wild. But you guys made him look human because you got home on him. You got they, they have no running game, so I mean, you get Mahomes hit every, every other play. I mean, he's kind of just uh, having to run for his life and not really think before he makes decisions. It's different when a mobile quarterback is dangerous, mm-hmm. but when you're making him move, it's different. Right. You know what I mean? If I'm flushing yeah, you yeah. out of the pocket and now you got to scan the field real quick or decide to run out of bounds, like you got to make that decision quick. It puts you under pressure as opposed to you're sitting in the pocket, you can slide all right, now let me scramble out just to buy myself five more seconds. Like, right, it's, it's different. But if you can, like you said, if you can get home, I think that's what the Bucks had happened to them. Like, Cam, Cameron Jordan was in Brady's face from the first quarter. Oh yeah, and then from there they just couldn't slow him down. So shout out um, to Dennis uh, Allen and that defense, man. They're balling. Yeah, absolutely. Did you see? Um... The uh, Dolphins Cardinals game. I didn't because I, but I guess I apparently I need to start watching them. Tua's their man now. They're not flip flopping. He's the guy. Yeah, they're not flip flopping. So everyone, when uh, the Dolphins made the quarterback change during the bye week, uh, the Dolphins were rolling. I believe they were. They were no, they were three and three, but their defense is playing great. Fitz is playing okay, and everyone's like. Well, the Dolphins are going to Tua because they want to tank. And uh, I can't believe they're doing that. Fitz is playing great. The way it's looking, I think Tua might have been tearing it up in practice. And they're like, okay, now now we got this bye week coming up. Let's hand over the reins. I mean, they're, they've won two games in a row with Tua here. And uh, so Tua got busy. You mean to tell me that Ryan Fitzpatrick lost his job? What? Ryan, I know, right? Real what? shocker. He. He we're, went we're off breaking on the... news on the pod right now. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> breaking news on the pod. No, bro. Man, I'm telling you, people this, people this year were tight that he got pulled, and I'm like, that's all he was there for was to groom Tua. Like, but, get out of here. Yeah, I'm good. You're not winning anything serious with Ryan Fitzpatrick, but Dolphins fans will take whatever they can get. Right, but uh, I know you didn't catch the game, but maybe uh, – Watch some highlights of him, him stepping up in the pocket and uh, taking off. I, oh, no, I've I didn't. Seen, yeah, he's. I, I didn't think uh, that would translate to the league, but it did. I think breaking <laughs> his hip forced him to, like, you have to, like, your hip is in the motion of your follow through when you throw the ball. Right. So, like, if, if you can't pull your hip through in full motion, you're not throwing the ball as hard as you can, or you're not getting the full range of motion out of your throw. So going through that rehab process on a part of your throw that's so essential, I think Mm -hmm. it helps. Yeah. Because now you're really, like, you're you're not just focused on fundamentals for the sake of going through them. 
you're mm-hmm. making sure that you're doing it right so that your body heals. You know what I mean? So I think it it could definitely yeah. help you out. Like Drew Brees, he hurt his shoulder, and then in order to reheal or to rehab, he had to work it and he had to throw and slowly bring it back to speed. And then focusing on something with that close of attention to detail can improve the skill that you get out of it. Absolutely, yeah. Just think exactly. Think another. Just starting back with foundations, and then him strengthening that and everything else. And you're right. Him putting more emphasis on on his hips more than ever is definitely, uh, I think, translated into he's playing some good ball right now. I mean, Miami's low key. They're kind of rolling. No, I'm, shout out to Tua. He's, you know, he's picking up the the. The Pacific Islander swag that Marcus Mariota kind of let fall to the ground. Yeah, and I, it was cool to see him and Kyler. I mean, they were just exchanging touchdown back and forth, like every other drive. It was a it was an electric game. Oh yeah, you love to see the newer generations of guys light it up. Uh, any games coming up this week catch your eye? The Week Nine scoreboard we got. Hmm. What ones catch your eye while I check them out? Oh, well, no, week nine was what just happened. We're in week 10, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Crazy. Schedule's flying. is flying by. I think I'm still picking the Seahawks to come out of the NFC, though. I'm not. I'm not waving yeah. on that pick. I don't think so. We're going to ride the Packers out of the NFC. <laughs> I don't, man, uh, I'm... I guess, I guess I'm just, I have Packer fatigue. Like I'm, I'm in that camp that would agree that Aaron Rodgers is probably the most skilled quarterback or like the best armed or the best talented quarterback, Mm -hmm. but his team is never like up to snuff to carry him. Right. The team around him. Yeah. Like you put, look, Mike McCarthy's in Dallas right now. Look what the fuck they look like. (laughs) Yeah big part of it, I think. So this week we got Colts and Titans, AFC South on Thursday night. And then this week looks pretty underwhelming. This I feel like this is a good gambler's weekend, though. Like, you got the Colts. Well, stay away from that Colts-Titans game. But, like, you got the Lions playing the football team. You got the Packers playing the... Jags, Bucks playing the yep. Panthers. Like, there's some you could get your parlay on if you're out there. Absolutely. Buffalo uh, Card- Bills Cardinals. Be- wow, that's gonna be a good game. Yeah. Young Kyler shooting it out. Kyler and Josh Allen. These games honestly aren't. Like Minnesota, Chicago on a Monday night game. The one thing that the NFL does that I'm sick of seeing is the historic matchups. Yeah, that's so true. Like, that's the last game I want to watch on a Monday night. Monday night, you're giving me Minnesota and Chicago. Like, I get it. Somebody has to come out of the NFC North, but don't put that shit in prime time. Yeah, can we just have that one at 1 o'clock and just call it a day? Yeah, I'm... I'm a little confused at that one. <laughs> but I mean yeah, I mean the Rams are playing the um Rams are playing the Seahawks. That's five and three against six and two. Like there are much 
I feel like the NFL is not flexible. Like you get the schedule in the beginning of the season, and then mm-hmm. barring like a crazy emergency, they're not changing that shit. No, not at all. You're right. But I'll probably be watching. Uh, Denver has to go to Las Vegas, so I'll be checking that out. Philly has to go to New York, so I'll be checking that out. Oh, yeah. The Eagles should have a lot of their weapons back this week, so I'm, I I'm excited. I don't know if they'll beat the Giants. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that whole division just a crapshoot. You're about to have an under 500 division champion. Wasn't that, Nothing. didn't that happen in the NFC East the last time too? I believe so. The last, yeah. the last time you had a losing record as a divisional championship, it came out of the NFC East. Yeah. <clears throat> Nothing out of the ordinary over there. <laughs> for a bye week for Atlanta, bye week for Dallas, bye week for Kansas City, bye week for the Jets, 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 Jets. The Jets have the Monday night game tonight. I don't know what the score is, though. It's 27-20 Jets with six minutes left in the game. Goddamn. Shout out to Sam Darnold, who's... (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) It's Joe Flacco. Oh, so they're really tanking for Trevor. Or is Darnold hurt still? I guess he's hurt. I'm not really sure. But I thought it was like he's not going to come back because they want want to tank for Trevor. That very well could be it. You didn't hear that from me, though. Sam Darnold. <laughs> um, NBA is coming back in December. I saw they came to an agreement for that. I'm hyped. America's hyped. Yep. If I'm one of those teams that made it past the second rounds in the playoffs, I'm pissed because I yeah. just got done playing. <laughs> I think the draft's in a couple weeks. It has to be. If they're gonna start, yeah. if they're gonna start the league in December, they have to draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, they fucked everybody up, and I was wondering how they were gonna play that because you knew the minute they were restarting the season in the summertime, when the season's usually over, it was gonna mess right. up the start time. Oh yeah, but I guess they're gonna go seventy-two games from December to <clears throat> the regular length. Yeah, they're gonna trim it down a little bit. I'm hyped to have basketball back, though. There's a lot of health concerns around the fast turnaround, though. Yeah, I mean, when did the, the season just ended? What uh, was it? End of September? Uh, yep, it might have been. So, might have been the beginning of October. I don't remember to be honest. So, first game is December 22nd. So they're probably practicing for a month before that. So yeah, I mean that's maybe four weeks off. <laughs> Rough. Uh, I heard LeBron might not even show up till January. I think Danny Green said that dumb shit. Danny Green, is he still is he still going to be? Is he still a Laker next year? Uh, he might have had a player option. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken. Player option. Great Speaking agent. of player options and all that, um, <clears throat> free agency. Ooh, is, when's that? I don't know when it starts because it's uh, it's such a weird time right now. Normally, right, free I mean, agency is in like yeah. June. Right. But Giannis has the option for his Supermax. 
That's what everybody's talking about for the most part. It's so weird to me how Giannis, like, I feel like every year, like, you should be, get, like, in basketball, you should, like, be picking up on different skills. But when it comes to his jumper, I think I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen videos. He tweaked, he changed his jumper last summer. Yeah. And it was it used to be a little, I mean, not as uh, fluid, but he would hit him. But this past year, his jumper was bad. So I really hope he can kind of get back to the basics. I mean, even if there is a little hitch in your jumper, I mean, if you're Giannis and you got a little hitch in your jumper, that's fine. But for yeah. him to not be a reliable guy down the stretch and him having to be the star of the show, yeah, I don't know. I was just disappointed in him this year. Wow. I was disappointed. Son was your MVP, bro. Right, I know. I just, I, you were disappointed in the most valuable player in the league, huh? In playoff, I mean, I respect everything. No, in the playoffs, in the playoffs, he shit himself and kind of let everybody down. But I think a lot of that is a tribute to Milwaukee's lack of ability to build around him. Yeah, letting letting Malcolm Brogdon go is stupid. And then you're kind Bledsoe of letting Brogdon walk is the, their worst decision. Yeah, now he's he's out there by himself. Like there was a time when you didn't really need him to shoot that much, right? Like especially if he's playing defense at the caliber that he is now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a big thing for me is I love seeing the NBA superstars. I like when they take like that next step. Like once Kyrie got that ring, like his quest to like getting that ring, like that's something I'm always going to remember is just seeing that player just grow. So I'm just like waiting to see Giannis kind of like not take the league by storm because he already has, but I just wanted to see him go ring chasing to be honest. You want to see him go ring chasing? No, 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 not in the terms of him like switching teams to go ring chasing, but like I want to see him take that next step take and next get step to towards winning a championship. And, Exactly. I want to see him step up and hit some big shots and go that next step because he's got all the tools you can imagine. But you sound like, like me you're... watching Devin Booker play. Oh my Man, goodness! He's got Devin... all the tools, bro. I just wish he would. Right. Yo, that bubble though. <laughs> Weren't they undefeated? Yeah, they they like very sadly missed out on the last slot in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, they made sure Zion and them were in there to get bounced up. Yeah, and then fucking the head coach hardly even played him. Stupid. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's why he got fired. But I guess it's one of those things, if you don't expect to go far, do you want to risk your young, hot commodity? But I mean, if I was on... He, he had to have known he was on the hot seat. Yeah, I probably would have. Yeah. But, I mean... Who knows? NBA politics. We're just, we're just, <laughs> we're just we're a couple just guys. Watching that shit, yeah. No, it's interesting to see like who plays, what circumstances they play under. That's that's kind of what made the whole bubble scenario interesting. Yeah, but I'm definitely sure. excited to get a new season started, get some basketball back in my life, even though it just ended. Can never happen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You hit me with that league pass, which is super appreciated. Yeah, bro, I got the league pass login. Not for everybody, but for Sean, you know. Yeah. You got to get Exclusive. 
KB and M shit, guys. KB and M shit. But yeah, mess with the league pass, man. If you're a basketball fan, and the cool thing is, <clears throat> the NBA league pass. Shameless plug. This is not a plug for the league pass. It's just something that I think <laughs> is dope. And if you like basketball, it'll be cool for you. You can subscribe to watch every out of market basketball game or just one team. So, like for me, I'm a Lakers fan who lives in New York. So it helps to be able to have, you know, I'll, if I'm going to stay up at nine o'clock, 10 o'clock to watch these games, it's cool to know that I can watch them all. And I'm not limited to just the ones that are on TNT. So it's dope. Like yeah, it's a really. A friend of mine, he likes the Memphis Grizzlies. <clears throat> That's out of market for us up here in New York. So for him to watch John Morant do his thing, the league pass was dope. Absolutely. Now, think going into basketball, how is um? Have you been able to do any coaching lately? Yeah. Um, so the cool thing is, uh, Governor Cuomo actually put out a list of the winter sports that could be played. And then, of course, basketball is listed as a high-risk sport. Mm-hmm. So they're going to make modifications and changes and, you know, see how far you can get into the season. And then hopefully – I know my biggest thing is going to be making sure that people stay safe. Like, I know your teenage stupidity is an excuse for a lot of things, but not today. Fam, go wash your hands, put your mask on. We're trying yeah. to play. We want to have a season. Right, and exactly. It's going to come down to if you want to play, you guys really got to be disciplined. And it's hard to tell high school kids. <laughs> and all it takes is one positive case, and then you're shut down for two weeks. And then who yeah. knows what that does to your schedule with makeups and all that when the season is already within a defined period of time. So, Right. But no, I'm excited to get things going again. I'm excited to get the guys back in the gym. We actually – the school that I coach for, we have a new facility. So brand new basketball gym, brand new weight room, brand new everything. So I can't wait to get the guys in there and have an actual season. That weight room is like nicer than some colleges. Yeah. Small college level, like junior college Mm -hmm. level weight room in a high school. The gym Mm -hmm. has a running track around it at the top, you know, feel me, not me. (laughs) Yeah, it's cool. You guys are cool. doing it right. There. I'm happy you're able to kind of get back in your bag because I know there are some roadblocks to uh, you getting there. So, yeah, man, I'm sitting here coaching through the TV. It's not Great. the same. It's not the same. No, coaching someone through Zoom. <laughs> I get telling them dribbling drills through Zoom. Yeah, no. I mean, I was one of those guys for a minute. I was. You know, I had cabin fever, so I was renting some gym time and getting some of my guys in there to get some shots up and you know, mm-hmm. get the blood flowing a little bit. But you, right. know, you just had to take it serious and, you know, truly take a break and get everybody out, and here we are. Yeah. Almost there, man. Almost there to the season. Almost, man. December. December. So one more month. Yeah. Before you know it. So I'm excited for you, man. I'm excited, too. I'm excited for a lot of things, man. Excited to see what 2021 brings us, because 2020 was trash, to be frank. Yeah, it might be one of the trashiest years we've ever been a part of. So, I mean, it can only go up from from here, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. Positivity is my thing in 2021. Like, 
broadcasting it to other people, promoting it, just be positive. Even if you're in a shitty situation that doesn't seem to have a good outcome, you know what I mean? Will your way out of that shit with positivity. Right. I mean, shit could always be worse, bro. Could always be worse. I think as Americans, we kind of lose sight of that. Yeah. things are so... I remember I heard once that uh, it was in The Sopranos. Uh, America depression is something that Americans made up because they're bored because they don't have to work hard. Granted, it's I mean, a little, a little bit of a stretch, but right. the premise of it though, Americans do have a lot of things that, you know, cradle and pamper our egos and our mental thought processes. And you get to, oh, a point yeah. where you can't deal anymore. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's a great point. But I mean, yeah, from I'm looking forward to that uh, January first, twenty twenty one, and uh, nothing's going to change with us. I mean, we're always getting after it. Doesn't matter, pandemic, postemic, whatever, man. Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, getting this right. money, getting this money. I'm quarantined. We're still potting. I mean, ain't shit changed, bro. <laughs> we're still going to keep it pushing. <laughs> Fact, Sean's done lockdown, doing his little 25, but he'll be out soon. Right, my son? <laughs> Put some money Flight in his bit. books. You know I mean? Can't run OnlyFans when you're on 24-hour lockdown, but, you know, we're going to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Fact. Yo, if, if, so, all right. Would you rather, if you, if you were broke as shit, <laughs> work 16-hour days or work 8-hour days and have your wife post toe picks on OnlyFans or feet picks. Feet picks? Yeah. Yo, shout out to the dudes paying big money for feet picks. That's what I heard. That is crazy. Yo, one day on this podcast, I don't know. Yeah, Nah, fuck it. One day on this podcast, we we got to talk about some of that shit, bro. Like, no king shaming, but like, right. yo, paying shorty $50 for a picture of her feet, Wild, bugging, right? Bugging. That's Dog, like- it was it was just summer, fam. People are walking <laughs> around with sandals everywhere. Go get your shit off. <laughs> but can you imagine being attracted to something as common as feet, bro? Like, nah, nah I, I mean, yeah. Some, I pe- find some that. people say that about legs. Like, why are legs such a big deal? Who gives a shit about nicely shaped legs? Right, and then to other people, it's a that's their thing. But no, to I'm hear not, that I'm not rocking with feet though. I can't. Nah, to hear the OnlyFans like people are getting legitimate bread for feet. For feet it just, like made me laugh. <laughs> nah, switch the question. <laughs> are you taking feet pictures on, on OnlyFans if you get broke enough? <laughs> Shit, man. I mean, my wife's face don't have doesn't have to be in it. I mean, we can just keep it low key, right? <laughs> Ankle down, baby. Ankle down. Ankle down. Hey, man. I, I, anything's on the table if, if we're that broke. I guess. Well, not anything. Nah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> My son was about to but, put uh, anything on the table. Before nah, Sean okay. starts selling any of his body for money, <laughs> this was episode seven of the KB and M's podcast, man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 
Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you guys listening for the first time, listening for the last time, listening for the next time. We appreciate you. Appreciate you guys. Hit us up uh, on IG at KBNM's pod. Instagram and Twitter. Hit yes, us sir. up. We'll respond. We're on that shit. Mm-hmm. Cool. We'll catch you guys next week, man. Peace. All right. Later, gang.